Hello, hello everyone. This is Kenny from the Big Sky State. I want to welcome you and thank you so much for joining me here on Cutting Fences. This is a podcast that advocates for the incredible people in the agricultural population who have suffered injuries, accidents, or have disabilities. Enjoy these amazing individuals' stories, experiences, equipment, life hacks, and more. This is a space molded to cultivate compassion, empathy, and support. So join my guests and I in eliminating barriers and uniting fields while we plant seeds of support to harvest humanity. Thank you so much for listening, and I invite you to be so inspired. Good morning, everyone, or afternoon, or whatever time you're listening to this episode. Um, I'm excited this week because I'm changing it up a little bit. My guest doesn't have a disability or been in an accident, but she is for all good things in the egg world. And so I'm so excited to have her on this podcast. Um, and so I have the incredibly powerful women and voice for agriculture, Amanda Radke with me today. And I met Amanda actually at the Neutralix meetings in Medora. And after she presented, I went up to her and told her that I wanted to be like her when I grew up. Um, but really she's such an inspiration and just has such a talent for speaking her passions and enticing her audience with every word. So thank you so much, Amanda, for interviewing with me today. And I'll kind of let you tell the audience about yourself. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. And it was so neat to meet you in person. I love uh, being able to travel, especially kind of cherish it even more now uh, after everything with COVID has happened. So it's really great to connect with like-minded individuals and be able to uh, just celebrate agriculture again and, and be out and about. But yeah, my name is Amanda Radke and my family ranches in um, South Dakota. We raise limousine cattle and uh, as a job, I work in communications. So for 15 years, I've uh, written for Beef Magazine and focused on uh, consumer trends and uh, regulations coming down the pike that could impact farmers and ranchers. And uh, right now, I guess a big focus of mine is ensuring that we have food security in this country and that everyone has access to safe and affordable food. Uh, and then I also write children's books that focus on uh, being accurate and telling the story of how food gets to the dinner table um, in a realistic way, not the Disney way. Uh, and yeah, I, I have four young kids that we're raising on the farm. And so I wear a lot of hats in the day, depending on what's going on and, and trying to juggle all those different things. One thing that really stood out to me with Amanda is her knowledge for the egg industry and to see a woman and not just to be separating women from men, but it's so inspiring to see somebody with so much knowledge in the egg industry and so much power um, behind her speaking and advocating. I just love it. And um, I follow her on social media and it does seem that she wears a lot of hats, <laughs> which I love too. But um, so you kind of talked a little bit about your advocating for the egg com community with um, Beef Magazine and Beef Blogging, but you do a lot of speaking um, across the country and maybe even across the world. I think I remember you mentioning, but where is the um, farthest you've gone to speak and what has been your favorite place that you've gotten to speak um, about egg? Oh, I've been coast to coast. So everywhere from Florida to Washington state and kind of everywhere in between. And I've spoken in Canada. I'm probably the coolest one I ever did was it was right in the United States, but it was an international conference uh, for all tech. And so while I was on stage, they were translating my speech into five different languages for the audience. And so wow. it was rather intimidating, but also really cool to be able to share a message that was going to, you know, travel the world. 
Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And so what kind of got you into that, into speaking and advocating for egg the way you do? You know, my parents really valued uh, 4-H and public, especially the public speaking contests. And so when I was eight years old, they got me started doing little speeches and I, I loved it and, and did that kind of competitive competitively through 4-H and FFA. And I ended maybe my youth uh, competitions on a high note. I won the extemporaneous speaking contest at the National FFA Convention. And um, at that time, I was a beef ambassador, uh, which is a checkoff-funded program that the American National Cattlewomen had done at the time. And uh, as I was doing my retiring address uh, for my year of traveling the country promoting beef, uh, one of my mentor or now mentors, Trent Luce, walked up to me and said, you need to do this for a living. And I thought people do that. I mean, I'm sure people <laughs> did it for a living, but it hadn't occurred to me that that was a, a thing. Uh, so he kind of gave me the nudge to say, yeah, you, you should. And so I just kind of started word of mouth and going to conferences and, you know, hoping that someone would invite me to the next one. And it kind of just grew from there. Wow. What a neat story. And, and I, I appreciate FFA and 4-H so much. And I think it's such a great thing for kids to be involved in, but look at what it did for you. I mean, it really truly built your career and what you do today, every day. Um, and you inspire so many people. And I really truly sat on the edge of my seat while listening to you because you just have a way with words and a way with um, the audience. So it's, it worked. Your years of experience truly show. <laughs> I'll tell you, I guess I just need to hire you as my PR person. <laughs> <laughs> I could be your hype woman for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's funny because I, I've done a lot of my clinicals and research throughout grad school in the NICU. Um, and so it's people kind of laugh because I'm like, well, yeah, I like babies and farmers and ranchers. And depending on, depending on who you ask, they're kind of similar in many ways, but <laughs> um, you too kind of support farming and ranching across the lifespan. As you mentioned, you have a children's book series and you alone support um, children you're adopting. And actually this uh, episode is airing on the day that you're finalizing your adoption. So congrats. That makes me so happy for you guys. But if you could maybe go into a little information on your children's book series, how you got started with that and then where people can buy them, um, just any details you want to share. Yeah, it's. Uh, I started in 2011 before I was a mom, but I I just kind of noticed that there weren't a lot of egg accurate books on the shelves, and uh, I I was really frustrated with you know I mentioned the Disney effect, but how the animals you know had the full range of emotions, and then the farmer or rancher was usually you know in movies and books and entertainment the bad guy or the side character, and so I really wanted to it on its head and focus on the people that make agriculture great and how we interact with animals and the land and the consumers that we serve. And so I've written four books since then. Um, actually, just before we got on the phone, I was finalizing a cover for number five, oh, wow. uh, which 
hopefully come out here in the next month. And then there'll be one coming out closer to Christmas. Uh, fingers crossed if we can get everything done before then. Uh, but it's become a passion of mine to go into classrooms and try to teach kids about where their food comes from. Uh, so I've worked with a lot of egg groups over the years to, uh, you know, they'll buy the books and donate them to their local libraries or schools. And um, so they're available on Amazon or amandaradkey.com. Uh, but a really interesting side twist to it all is, you know, that we got involved in foster care and have been able to, you know, read these books to our foster kids who have never, you know, most of them have never been on a farm before yeah. or have never seen or a tractor or anything. And uh, then to see my own kids kind of step into the role as advocates and they want to teach the kids about uh, farm life. And a good example of that is our little boy that we get to adopt. Uh, he, the first day he came, it was winter and calving season and we had a twin <laughs> baby calf warming up on the kitchen floor and <laughs> which is normal <laughs> around here for us, but he walks in the house with his luggage and there's this calf on the floor and he says, why do you have a sheep in your house? And I was like, oh, oh man, we have a long ways to go, buddy. And, you know, Now he's spent eight months with us and he's a cowboy through and through and he can rattle off all the equipment in the fields and uh, talk about the cattle in the yards and wants to wear Wranglers every day. And, uh, so his transformation has been really great. And I will say what you do and what you focus on with farm accidents and, and that kind of thing, um, that has been a huge deal on our place because we do have so many kids. We've had a dozen kids yeah. come and go in the last two years, plus our own young children. And so talking about farm safety and the hazards is something we do constantly. And mm -hmm. even when you think you're super diligent, all it takes is one thing, you know, one split second decision to change a life. And yeah. so some of these kids come into our house, probably think I'm a psycho that I'm like, Here's <laughs> you can die here. Uh, but it's, it's something we take for granted of that not everybody knows. And so we not only have to be conscious of being safe ourselves, but all the people around us too, that can be impacted just simply yeah. because they don't know um, the dangers or the threats that might exist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, that we kind of get in this comfort zone of just, we've done it our whole lives. And so we take risks that really we shouldn't sometimes. And, and then we don't think that, you know, you think that everyone else knows, you know, that's dangerous, but if they haven't been in the egg world, they don't know how dangerous it is. So I respect that you bring that up. And that's something that if I can have that in three people's the back of their minds and, you know, maybe have a little prevention of an accident. It's wonderful. And, and last week it was uh, national farm safety um, and mm -hmm. health week. And, and I did a lot of promoting um, of safety and actually they focused a lot on, on children's um, safety and egg, because there's some pretty scary statistics. I think I saw one of like every three days, there's a fatal accident on a farm um, of a child. And so it's something that we don't think of. So I love that you bring that up and that you, you very much so um, implement that on your farm and ranch, especially with the kiddos that uh, haven't been around it all the time. And it's not always the ones that haven't been around. A lot of times it's the ones that have been around it their whole life that have the accidents, like I yep. said, because like, you know better. And yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And that, that applies to the adults too. We know better, but whether we're stressed or busy yeah. or just in a hurry or we're tired because we're overworked, um, yeah. so that's where mistakes happen. And, and it's, it's devastating when it does. And, yeah. You know, mental health is another thing I write about a lot on my blog. And mm -hmm. I see so many, 
in the egg community struggling right now. And, you know, whether it's from a farm accident or maybe they can't afford the farm, so they're selling out and, yeah. and doing something else. I, I see people really worried about the future and what it looks like in agriculture as so many are struggling with, you know, various things. And I just want to remind people that our identity doesn't need to be wrapped up in just that farm, nor should it be. It, yeah. it, we, we are whole human beings and each and every one of us have so many talents and gifts and things that we can offer the world. So if we find ourselves in a place where our life has been altered dramatically, whether it's from an accident or the pandemic or, yeah. you know, a financial situation that puts us in a stressful spot, uh, it's, it's okay to, number one, not be okay all the time and to let that really, um, you know, impact you, but also know that there is a bright future for you. It just might be different than what you had planned on and difference. Okay. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you bring that up and, and something that I was actually just visiting with my mom about, um, is that I've been to several conferences and meetings, um, over the past few months. And, I, this last meeting, it really hit home that every conference that I've been to so far this fall has um, brought up the topic of suicide in agriculture. And I think that's really where we start is talking about it because it's not something that's easy to talk about and there's a lot of stigma behind it. And so that, although it's not very fun to talk about and to know how much it's impacting our community, it's so great that the conversation's getting started. And so I want to thank you for doing that one. You're speaking too, because I just truly believe the more we talk about it, the more people will get comfortable with, you know, dealing with it and being able to talk about it. Yeah, so thank I, you. It's one of those things too, where I think people don't you know, it, it doesn't impact them until it hits close to home. And then they think, how did I miss the signs? And I think it's important to remember that a lot of times it, the most depressed person could be the highest functioning people that are doing yeah. it all and look like they have it all together. And what I've really realized during this pandemic is that people are struggling in a lot of different ways that we can never imagine or know about. And even on the days when I was having a rough time, I realized the best thing that I could do was pick up the phone and just ask a friend, how are you doing? Just call in to chat. And just yep. by default, you know, maybe they would share with me what's stressing them out. But at the same time, you know, maybe I made them feel better in that moment. Uh, but I also felt better too, if I was having a rough day. And so we don't have to suffer alone and, and rural America and agriculture can be isolating and remote and then throw in a pandemic on top of it. Yeah. And people just aren't gathering like they used to. And that can really just drain on people. And, and so we really have to rally together and stick together and make sure that we are all doing okay. Uh, even if it looks like we're all okay on the outside looking in, you know, some, everybody has bad days. And so mm cherish those friendships and those family members and check in on one another more than maybe we are used to doing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and one thing that really got out on the internet and it, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way is, and, and I get where people were coming from when they were saying it, but they were, you know, farming, farmers and ranchers were social distancing before social distancing yeah. was cool. But but that almost makes it so like, oh, you can't need someone, but you don't, mm -hmm. you know, People need people. And that goes for any kind of people, egg people, you know, people that live in cities. And so, yeah, pick up the phone and check in. And um, and I think the egg community knows more than anyone how much we need our neighbors. So 
Absolutely. And going back, not to change the subject, but going back to your book series, I just want to mention that I'm going to be doing a giveaway actually of all four of her books. So stay tuned for that on social media. That'll probably launch Monday. I'll do the giveaway and then I'll announce the winner by Friday. So keep um, your eye out for that because they really are such cute books and they just they mean a lot to the future of egg and the future of just our, our kids and knowing, like you said, uh, not the Disney version of it, where their food, um, comes from. So, so keep your eye out for that. But, um, Amanda is not only an amazing speaker, writer, advocate, um, and just about everything in the egg world, but she's also quite a fashionista I've noticed, um, on her social media. Um, and she has an online boutique also on her website where she sells, um, clothing that, um, advocates for agriculture. You advocate a lot for just, um, patriotic things. Um, so I invite you to check that out, but what else, um, can people find on your website? And I wanted to ask too, where people can find your, your beef blogging, um, and where people can get in touch with you as far as scheduling you, um, to speak. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, yeah, I started out just starting a website to kind of promote my speaking and have a place for my books. And then just slowly over time, I started adding new things I thought people would like. And so, uh, you know, beef shirts or, or ranching or American patriotic shirts. Uh, I have a kid's line, so they have teas and crews too, but also uh, toys, uh, farm themed toys that they could choose from. I'm really stocking up for the holiday season. And then uh, just because I really love it myself, I recently added a line of authentic Navajo jewelry, which are pretty fun and can jazz up a plain graphic t-shirt in a lot of fun ways. And so, uh, yeah, there'll be something for Christmas gifts for the ladies too, if, if any guys are listening to this and uh, need something special, but it's all at amandaradke.com. And then my blog, I blog every uh, Tuesday and Thursday at beefmagazine.com. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. And I was telling her that I'm trying to stay off of there because lately I'm like, oh gosh, I better put that in my cart too. But I like to support small business. So it it makes me feel a little bit better about all the things that I buy, but <laughs> well, I appreciate it. <laughs> um, and then lastly, I always ask my guests to share just a little piece of advice. Um, and so what advice would you give to people living in agriculture and in these tough times, um, because it's not always easy, like you said. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's really important right now, especially when so many of us are facing, um, you know, incredible challenges. And, uh, I, I think the pandemic has forced us to look at our life choices and, and what we're doing and how we're living out our lives. And if it's authentic and meaningful and is really, um, helping us align with our true purpose in life. Uh, so my best advice, I guess my faith is really important to me. And I've, I've prayed a lot the last couple of years to, to have God guide me where I need to be. And uh, that's meant homeschooling my kids, which was a dramatic change. And, um, you know, just looking at how I was with my family and how I was balancing work and the farm and, and make still carving out time to make 
you know, my kids a priority and uh, just trying to be obedient where I was called to go. Uh, so I guess my best advice to people would be, you know, listen to your heart and and really think about um, what's going to make your life meaningful and impactful. And it might actually surprise you that the answer is different than what you had planned. And but that's the beauty of life is we don't have to be stuck in one place. We can evolve through the different seasons of life that we're in and and we can find meaning and happiness and joy even in a dark chapter. Um, and so keep your spirits up and, and keep looking for just that one next step. And if we just keep taking that next step each and every day, we'll get, we'll get down the road where we need to go. Thank you. And that's something that I'm going to have to listen to this episode over and over again, because it's just a great reminder. Um, But thank you so much, Amanda, for being on here today. And thank you for what you do for our egg community. Well, thank you so much for having me. And again, it was such a pleasure to meet you in real life too. Yes, you too. And I look forward to continuing to work with you and staying in touch and all that. So, and to the listeners, be sure to look um, into that giveaway because those books really are special. And thank you and have a great day. I want to give a very special thank you to all my incredibly generous sponsors. This truly would not be possible without you. I appreciate you and your commitment to the agricultural community. My wonderful list of sponsors includes Joyce Wheel and Feeds, Montana Cattlemen's Association, Helena Agri Enterprises, Hoven Equipment Company, Stockman Bank, and Neutralix. Thank you all so much.